Hi guys, your friend Alan Angeles, and this is Rebel Sketch Radio. And on today's episode, I just want to talk about something that I'm not really knowledgeable about. Uh, I don't really follow uh, the sport so much. And the next sport that I'm going to talk about is tennis. And why I'm talking about this sport is because of the next reason. If you guys don't know, uh, this past couple days, uh, the U.S. Open happened, and it's I guess the biggest uh, tennis event that goes on. I guess. I don't know for the season. I again, I don't know much about the sport, but anyways, it's a big, it's a big event, and two amazing players were playing, and one of them being Serena Williams, who is, if not the best tennis player at the time, and so uh, the the controversy began because I guess the umpire, I, th- I guess that's what they call the referees in tennis, the umpires, uh, the umpire, um, and if you guys can. Let me know if I'm wrong. Please do so by following on my Instagram at just underscore Alan underscore Angelus. Let me know what you, if I'm wrong. <laughs> if anything that I say is wrong, do let me know there. Or my Facebook page at Alan Angelus where you guys can reach me and comment and you know just connect. That will be awesome. But um, yeah, so this umpire uh, pretty much stroked down on Serena Williams. And he treated her just like any other player. I guess Serena Williams has been used to be treated like a royalty, like a queen, uh, because let's be honest, she is <laughs> the top player. And I get it, you know, some players who are top players, you know, tend to be divas in the court. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo being one of them. I think he is a top player, but sometimes can act like a little diva. And, you know, that's, you know, uh, it could be annoying. It's, uh, it's bad for the sport. But, you know, People call it out, you know, if uh, someone like Cristiano Ronaldo acts up and, you know, you know, gives attitude for no reason, you know, in a fair game, I think people, you know, for the most call him out on his BS, but that did not happen at this game at the US Open. No, 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 no. So then uh, I guess the controversy happened when, uh, when the umpire stroked down at Serena when... She pretty much, I think she was communicating with her coach. And I guess in this sport, you cannot communicate with your coach because that's a form of violation. And so he warned her about that uh, and gave her a warning. And from what I believe, she got another warning because she apparently was talking back. And, and so it, it just got nasty, it, it, you know, from three warnings, three, three warnings. It moved to a violation because at the end she called him a thief and you know that kind of breaks uh you know his credibility as an umpire because you know if he, someone is called a thief you know that that really puts a it rubs people the wrong way and they're gonna you know the credibility is very important when you're someone who judges a game so i think he did his job uh, as in you know doing what he's supposed to do and he penalized Serena and so she came out and started started an outburst and I guess you know it, it got it got really the the attention got distracted to Serena being you know um, victimized and so she she started telling she started bringing up her her daughter and and how she wouldn't, you know, be a cheater, and you know, all this, all this nonsense that you wouldn't expect from a professional player, you know, uh, for caliber. 
And you know, again, I'm not someone. I'm not someone who's knowledgeable of the subject, or or you know, or can you know directly tell you that I know exactly what happened. But from what it you know the cameras showed us, you know, it showed clearly that Serena Williams was in fact, uh, you know, not <laughs> being professional. She was acting very immature, and you know, I get it. You know, sometimes when these uh, athletes, you know, feel a form of pressure or, you know, they're, they're losing or whatever. Hey, I, I've, I've, I was there when I was a kid, you know, I, I, I lost that some things that I, I was, you know, part of and I, I would burst out. I would be pissed off. I would, I would, you know, I, I understand that, that emotion. And, you know, at the end of the day, I do think it's kind of silly to, to penalize people for, for being passionate and being mad, you know? But at the, with the same token, there are rules in that sport. So it just doesn't make sense to me um, for someone like Serena, who's, you know, who's being a champion for over years, you know, and I could say probably decades now, uh, to act like this and act as if she doesn't know any better. And, and actually what bothers me the most is that she uses the victimhood, the woman card of... Uh, you know, you, you, this would this treatment wouldn't happen if I wasn't uh, a woman, and that's where I think me and a lot of people are very vocal about the subject. Not because of the sport, to be honest. We don't. I, I noticed that people who have brought this up really don't follow the sport, and to their defense, I don't either. And nor nor shouldn't you be following the sport, even if you have something to say. If you have an opinion, a valid opinion. I think, you know, you should, you know, speak out. And so it's very important, even if you're not a follower of the sport or or you're not the most knowledgeable person of, uh, you know, about the sport or whatever the case may be. I think it's also important to point out the, you know, what's wrong, you know, point out these these acts of uh, immaturity. And so when I see uh, you know, TV networks and um, news newscasts reporting on this they keep saying that the umpire was being some sort of uh, villainous or whatever type of antagonist these type of people you know like to label this guy and so i just i don't know it, i'm very i'm in this situation where i don't know uh who's in power really whether it, it would be a, a, a professional athlete who's in top of their game and who's a millionaire. Let's not forget, she's now a victim because, you know, an umpire who's a man who, you know, who gets to say what goes on, who, who is following the law in the sport. And so it, he, he has a history of penalizing people, men or women, for acting and giving attitude. So I don't I don't see what's the big a fuss about and to be honest I, I conversations i've been having with uh people on the internet and person and, and and people in, in my personal life is that you know who's the real uh who has a real who, who who in here in the game had the privilege the umpire who is doing his job at best of his knowledge or someone like serena who pretty much told the guy that he will never work in one of her games again and that's a big you know 
F you to him because her games are very important. And I don't know how <laughs> how those people get paid or whatnot, but I would think that's a, you know, that's something, you know, that in his affecting his livelihood, you know? So, you know, her saying those type of statements and, and being the bigger, I guess, public figure and also someone who's wealthier, I just don't understand who... How he has a privilege, you know. Again, he is there for a reason. He is there to implement the rules and and laws that go in the game. So, again, I I just I I just I I feel like I'm in the minority when I point out these type of things where, you know, the privilege of being a man goes away. I mean, I don't even see how being a man and and. I don't know. I'm very confused, guys. I hope I'm not the only one. I uh, I know that some um, ESPN cast, uh, some ESPN um, broadcasters have uh, have pointed this out, and so I feel like we are definitely in the, in the minority. I hope uh, you know this doesn't overshadow Osaka's win because again she is a very young woman I didn't know she was this young she's 20 years old and again she was a very and she I'm guessing she's still a big Serena uh, Williams fan but at the end of the day you know everyone's just talking about this me I mean the fact that I'm talking about it goes to show goes to show that you know she definitely overshadowed Osaka's wing and you know People are also saying that Osaka just won because Serena, uh, Serena's um, uh, lack of professionalism, blah, blah, blah. So it kind of says like, yeah, she won, but she didn't really win because she's good. So that kind of really bothers me. And uh, I don't know. It just it puts me in, a, in this uh, position where it's not just me, but I know that a lot of people probably think like this, that. My God, like this whole divisive mentality doesn't stop. It just keeps continuing and people keep profiting from this. And the people who profit from this are the the, te- the broadcasters who keep talking about this and the people who who print this in, in newspapers and in, ma- in magazines and in gossips. And, and, you know, it just I feel like there's an industry in, in becoming a victim, the victimhood industry and maybe i sound like an alex jones type of guy right now but i just i just feel like there's a bigger issue than just celebrities or public figures playing a victimhood card and is this publications that feed off of that narrative that divisiveness and so i hope with this conversation that we have about Serena Williams and pointing out the wrongdoings of her that we perhaps stop paying attention to these uh, publications because what I've also noticed more so that what bothered me the most is not so much Serena Williams acts but more so how people are so quick to spread these um these publications, these accusations against the umpire without seeing the facts and also not analyzing and having 
their own opinion. I might sound contradictory when I say this because I used to, and I think it was uh, a year ago when I said this, and I said the following. I said that people perhaps should stop being so opinionated with things and perhaps they should inform themselves more. And right now I'm in a place where people are sharing information that perhaps has an agenda in it, a very opinionated, um, I guess a very opinionated articles about a certain subject and so the people who share these type of things don't really add or don't really have an opinion they just share an opinion of someone who's a writer from a publication or news organization and it just really helps the the narrative of being divisive and it just, it, it, it really bothers me because A, people are becoming even lazier to the point that they don't even want to create a thought or, or some sort of opinion or an argument. I don't know. I don't know. I think people were starting to evolve to this or devolve actually. To this time in, in in the internet life where we just share we just share uh, publications and we we get this sort of smart feeling to ourselves that oh I just share something righteous like Serena Williams being a victim and I did my duty and I think that's a uh, uh, that's disgraceful not only because you're not even you're putting your input, your thoughts, and your rationale behind your emotions, but you're rather letting someone speak for you. And I think that that's what I'm getting off of this Serena Williams controversy. I'm not. I don't really want to focus so much on on again on the on the game and 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 all the outbursts, but rather the. The consequences they have in society, and to be honest, I, I the consequence I see is just people being emotional, keep being more emotional, sharing opinions of people who don't even know them, and creating a false narrative that perpetuates the idea that being a woman. And today's age is like being a woman in the 1800s. It's unbelievable. I know sometimes I can ramble on and on about these type of things, and and some some friends may say that why why I talk about these things instead of focusing on on bigger things. And I, I've also analyzed why I think of, of, of these issues and why they're so important. And I came to a conclusion. Because these issues affect 
more so than a war in Iraq or terrorism in some country, uh, some foreign country. I talk about this because it affects our homes, it affects our dialogue, it affects our relationships, it affects our intimacy, it affects a lot, a lot of things that that we, as part of society, we forget as individuals because we th- we're starting to think of ourselves as a greater thing. We're just this part of, we're part of this nucleus, this big part, this big thing called Earth, right? So people are forgetting about indiv- individual actions. And so when I see some someone calling out for sexism, racism, or these type of things, I always look at their individual actions instead of, a generalized idea of what they think or what they perceive as being uh, victimized of. You know, there's some case, of course, of someone being a victim by a perpetrator and, you know, it's, it's clear of what's going on. But when someone of, um, of an institution or someone or an individual to that extent, claims that there's an overall vast uh, form of racism or sexism or some sort of prejudice that I think we got to question. We got to we gotta ask to ourselves and really uh, go to their individual actions. You know, just like me, I, I analyze myself all the time. I analyze what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? And so I pass that question on to you. What actions are you taking for yourself to not become one of these people that use victimhood as a weapon of mass separation? We'll be back. But for now, I kind of want to leave you guys with some good music. And if you guys listen on the Anchor app, you'll get the chance to listen to the music that I live off for you guys right away best listening experience because i noticed that when you go to the ipod um podcast to the podcast the app or the spotify app they don't pretty they don't play my the the songs that i put for you guys so if you guys are listening do download the anchor app where you guys can listen to this in the best form possible meaning I'll leave you guys with music, and you guys will be able to listen to the music right away. So I'll leave you guys with this tune that's big in my head this whole week. It's been amazing. Hopefully you guys enjoy it, too. It's something from this band that, Jesus Christ, I've been listening to like a like a, like a baby. I, listens to its mom. I don't know. I don't know. I can come out with a better... Um, example but anyways i'll leave you guys with vinyl williams these guys are doing it they're the best check it out and that was vinyl williams with none with other very confusing title i believe but makes for great music anyways what i want to talk about this segment it's something a little bit more light lighthearted, if you will but still a little bit controversial and is due to the next reason I recently found out about this person, um, 
on YouTube because it's becoming a little bit of a viral sensation, especially if you live in Mexico. You definitely know who she is. But if you guys don't know who she is, she is a art critic and I'm very I'm starting to be fond of art critics, especially the ones like her. Uh, if you guys uh, want to know her name, her name is Avelina Lesper. She's a Mexican uh, art critic and I love her due to the next reasons. She goes to um, museums that are, are located in Mexico City, Moac being one of them, uh, which I believe is one of the most famous contemporary uh, art museums in Mexico City. And it's actually, I believe, if not, I could be wrong. Don't uh, quote me with a, <laughs> don't quote me so much on this, but um, I believe that one is, is, a sub is being subsidized by the government. So the government pays uh, you know, gives money um, to this institute so they can show contemporary art. And so Avelina is very critical of this because, you know, people are paying for this. This tax money that is going to these institutes. And she has a bit of a problem with uh, the art that they're showing, which I agree with. I, If you guys don't know, I make art. Just a little disclaimer. I make art. I'm a visual artist. I'm a painter. And, uh, you know, I consider art to be, ha you know, I consider art to have rules, uh, rules that you need to follow in order for your idea or, you know, your voice to be heard. You need you need skills to to portray what you're trying to do and, you know, do your thing. So that being said, to me, again, there are rules, right? I have a way of thinking about art. And so. You know, this is why I bring her up because she also says that there are rules when it comes to visual art. And one of those rules is that art, visual art should be transcendent. And why she has a big reason, a big um, reason why she hates uh, or dislikes rather contemporary art is because that artwork is not transcendent. If you don't have the artist or, or some sort of speaker or some sort of pamphlet that tells you, what the artwork means, then the artwork itself doesn't really speak to you, really. And so, you know, that leads me to believe, like, she, you know, definitely helped me actually understand why I disliked uh, contemporary art so much. And before I knew about her, I, I knew I disliked contemporary art because of their lack of skill or craftsmanship, if you will. Uh, I just I just don't believe that anything can be art just because you want to call it art. And so I think that's where I indoctrinated the idea of having rules in the art world. You know, if there are rules in film and on music, how come we don't have rules in the art world? So, you know, it, it, it definitely uh, got me a little excited to know that there there is someone out there uh who is calling out contemporary art for what it is, BS. And so, you know, I bring her up because she came out in a video criticizing a prominent uh, contemporary art artist, a contemporary artist, and her thing was that she would have buckets of water half, half full, and some of them were empty, and so... She would just leave buckets with water and in the middle of the uh, of the gallery, and that was her thing. And so she started uh, talking to her, 
obviously in Spanish. They're all talking Spanish. Um, and, and and she questioned her uh, her artistic skills and, and what she thinks what art is and defining it and whatnot. And, you know, you start to see and notice how this contemporary artist is full of it. Like, there is no argument as though why her art exists or why what we need to take off from her art or you know if anything if it is even art so i like to bring and why bring this person you know to the spotlight is because again these type of people need a spotlight you know we need to support people that um are voiceless i mean yeah sure she is she's becoming a bit famous but She's definitely, you know, and on the bigger spectrum, she is in the, if you will, on the wrong side because she's speaking the truth. And so contemporary art has become or has been for quite some time a fraud. And why is it a fraud, you may ask? Well, it's because rich people who buy these pieces of art are the ones who are becoming the artists essentially as an artist you don't you know you don't grow even if if you're good if you're a skillful artist and if you're an artist yourself and and you're listening to this you're something is going to resonate with you and it's definitely this that the artist is no longer the person who creates the art but rather the person who gives it value and hopefully you understand what I'm saying with that. So when you see a contemporary artist create some sort of crap that I'm sure you, if you were to look at some contemporary art, you would definitely call out crap. But because we live in a time where if you don't understand something because it doesn't follow rules to portray or say what they're saying in a clear manner where people can understand we have excused these artists or people that they can get away with making crap art or bs art and blame it on the people who watch this stuff and say you don't understand it because you're not knowledgeable or you just aren't a deep thinker we cannot defend these people who keep regurgitating this type of ideas. We need to f have these contemporary artists accountable for their actions and call out their art for what it is. BS. Accountability is very important, I think. And, um, and this is why Avelina Lesper is becoming a very important figure, not just in the art world, but also to me and society. She, Someone who's very outspoken and knowledgeable and uses reason, I think, you know, deserve more of a spotlight than they already have, you know. Uh, we have a lot of, um, of uh, broadcasters we have a lot of networks. We have a lot of um, institutes that want to remove individual thought and people. Now, 
I might sound like a like a conspiracy theorist, you may say, but ask this for, to, to yourself. When something makes sense to you, meaning being in an art gallery or in some place, and you see something wrong going on, in this case, art that is not, that doesn't have skill, doesn't speak, it doesn't say anything. And when you see this or someone doing something wrong and you speak upon it, have you noticed that a lot of people, the majority of people gravitates towards one way of thinking and that perhaps you start questioning your own thoughts that perhaps the piece of artwork that you're looking in front of you may be saying something and and you are the one who doesn't get it because you're ignorant or because you didn't go to the school of art where these people went to and therefore you did not understand what they were saying if hundreds or perhaps thousands of people are going through the same struggle of not understanding something, perhaps it's not their fault. Perhaps it's that person, that individual who has no talent, no inspiration, no self respect because when you make art that doesn't speak doesn't doesn't do anything and you speak on their on the behalf of your what your what you created or you wrote pages explaining what it is then my friend you did not do good art and you want to blame someone else for your lack of passion or lack of Patience. Maybe these people need to be accountable. So. Accountability is a very, 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 very big word that. A lot of institutes, broadcasters, networks want to avoid. It goes back to with the same conversation. The, 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 the first conversation I had about Serena Williams. She wants no accountability for her actions. But because she's a woman. The guy who's doing his job should be accountable. That because on her words, men have done worse. That therefore, she should be excused. That because someone who you had nothing to do with. Someone who played probably years before you. Did something. That you should be able to do do it yourself. And this regards the whole action that took place. And I think that's why I, I these two figures are very important to talk about. Just as much as we are concentrating on Serena Williams. We should also concentrate on some amazing person like Avelina Lesper. 
who wants that accountability individual thought back. And I don't know. I could be wrong. But um, there's nothing wrong when you call out an individual for doing something wrong. For not doing what they're supposed to do. In this case, being a professional athlete or a knowledgeable, skillful artist. At the end of the day, what speaks out is your actions more so than your words. Serena Williams can go all around telling people that they're sexist, they're misogynist, they're blah, blah, blah. But the fact is, she lost to a great woman who behaved, who acted accordingly, and is now a winner. I'll leave you guys with that. And, uh... I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Hopefully you guys can ke- can connect with me and Instagram and Facebook and have these conversations. Keep having them. Don't let someone who doesn't even know you tell you that you're thinking about things too much. <laughs> even if it's your own family that tells you these type of things. Thinking is beautiful. And having an individual thought is amazing. So don't let that slide you the least, okay? I'll leave you guys with this amazing song. With this this tune that's been uh, rather moving. <laughs> and surprisingly, it's in the top 40, if you will. And it's this Sam Smith song that, oh man, I just I just love. I love it. Not only because it speaks on, on what's going on at the moment. I think it's, 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 a, it's a little anthem to open-mindedness, inclusivity, all that good stuff, you know? It's a, a song of Calvin Harris and Smith, and it's called Promises. I leave you guys with this song. Again, go check it out and any platform, app music app that you decide to listen to this with listen listen to this uh with or to however you say it just listen to the song shake that booty have a great time and don't think that all these conversations that we have are sour bitter and you know whatever but they're i i i like to have them because it, it makes us a better person once we are done talking about them Hopefully, once you have these thoughts or conversations in your head, hopefully you can grow out, grow and have them with your friends, with your girlfriends, with your guy friends, with your whatever friends or person you talk to. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys can grow and take some stuff out of them. You know, I'm just here to implant the conversation in your mind and perhaps, you know, make you guys think of something that you weren't thinking about. And, you know, just make you uh, chuckle for a second. It's your friend Alan Angeles. This is Calvin Harris with Sam Smith called, with this song called Promises. Great song, guys. Great song. And again, just a reminder, for better, best listening experience, download the Anchor app in your phone. Anywhere you go, you can listen to these conversations and songs all in together. So thank you guys. Wherever you're listening, it's your friend Alan Angeles, and this is Roughly Sketch Radio. Till next time.